Warning! This episode contains adult language. Like when you're speaking about those damn dirty apes from the planet of the apes. They blew it up! And, and those fifteen, uh, I mean ten, ten commandments. Roly-poly fish-head boobies. And spoilers, like when at the end of this episode we... Ow! Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, hold on a minute. I need to have some more spirit. Hey, you're not supposed to be drinking on the air while we're I recording. Can, I can drink when I want. I'm of age. You set a bad example for our youth. Give it. No. Give it. No. Give me. I'm not giving it to you. Ow. All right. Well, anyway, we hope you enjoy this episode. I'm going to go take a nap. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Um, oh, <laughs> listener discretion is
Episode 6. Martial Arts and Brestisisisisis versus Zombie Fishheads. Fight! Hi, and welcome to the Spirited Manga Review. I'm your co-host, Mason. And I'm Zan. How are you guys doing today? Not bad, not bad, I guess. <laughs> They're all quiet. I guess they stopped listening to us. What do you think? See, we're recording in front of a live studio audience now, so if you hear any noises, that's just them. Yes, and the crazy old man from before, well, anyway. <laughs> we have the cat lady from next door, John's drunken uncle in the background. Well, whoever that guy is before who said the warning kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah. But then he's asleep in the corner. All right, for those of you who don't know, we're the Spearkin Manga Review, or the Spearkin Society. We're the society that provides information and reviews about mangas. That is correct. Yes. This week, as usual, we reviewed two mangas, and we will rate them from a system which we've come up with in our own drunkenness and strangeness. The lowest rating that manga could possibly get is having a priest purify, and then we burn it. Oh, actually, a couple weeks ago, we had something lower than that, but that was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah. And then the highest, it would be really, really fucking cool. If you don't buy the manga right now, your blood will dry out, your brain will freeze, and your soul will be forfeit to the great, great Gusta. <laughs> but anyway, enough of the Excel. Um, before we start this week's episode, I think we should talk a little bit about our poll. We're actually changing it a little bit. Now, for those of you who were listening last week, we set up a poll which said that... Which girlfriends out of all these are most abusive? Yes, and we gave you two choices and then said you could pick whichever one. However, what was brought to my attention is that there are actually two people who are more violent than Naru Narsigawa from Love Hina and Akane Tendo from Ranma One Half. At first, I couldn't believe this until I found out about these two. So the official poll, which if you go to our website, spearkin.podbean.com, and click on Polls of the Month, you can vote there or send us an email and we'll add your vote for you. But the current list of the four is, one, Naro Narsagawa from Love Hina, girl with the red hair and the powerful punch. You said Naro. Yeah, Naro has red hair. Okay. Well, that's right, she does. She is, okay, I'm confusing two characters from Ranma. Ah. Well, Ranma, that's a Kane Tendo. Right. And she has blue short hair and she has a huge mallet. She has short blue hair. It's been so long since I've seen Ranma. Well, it's black, but in the anime it's blue. Anyway. Next, we have first two, two new entries. If any of you have watched FLCL, you'll know this character. Uh-huh. Haruka Haruhara? You're the fan of it. Well, no, anyway, no. for those of you who don't know, her weapon of choice is... A, bat, no, a right? guitar. Oh, right, guitar. A Remington guitar with a ripcord. And then finally, our final contestant for the most abusive girl to beat up or abuse her boyfriend, fiancé, love interest, or enemy is... Dokuru-chan from... Well, the English translation would be Club Me to Death Angel Dokuru-chan. Which, just look up on YouTube, look up Dokuru-chan, and you will see the insanity. Pretty funny. Yes, and also remember, we as of last week, we had our voting for what we're going to do on episode 10. We'll remind you guys at the end of the episode what we have, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought the poll had already come in, but apparently I was mistaken. No, 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 the voting for the... I I understand, for the three-part episode. Yes, the first part, which we're going to do. So we have a couple of votes, but like I said, we have a few more weeks for you guys to vote. Anyway, we'll tell you at the end of it, let's get on to the reviews. And your week? Your week. It is? Yeah. Okay. So let's start. This week, I reviewed as the wheel of manga dictated to me on too high. It told me to review Tenjo Tenge. Very interesting manga. And first off, let me tell you a little bit about it. Tenjo Tenge was created by an author named Oh Great. Huh. I'm dead serious. It's Oh Great. That's pretty funny. The Japanese have a weird sense of 
humor. Yeah, I don't know anything about Oh Great. At first, like, I was reading Tinga Tinga Oh Great. I was like, wait, is that the title or is that the... I didn't know. Oh no, I just got a terribly amusing concept. What? So, whoever this guy's sleeping with, be really easy to call out his name and, like, be really hard to mix that up. <laughs> she... <laughs> oh Great! Oh Great! Oh Great! But the thing is, if she's saying, oh, great, is it, she also could be saying, oh, great. Yeah, well, you'd be able to tell by the tone of her voice. Yeah, but still, she could be saying it and shouting it out, but she could be saying it so, like, it's horrible. Like, oh, great, oh, great. <laughs> or what if it's, what if he's gay? The guy's like, oh, great. You, ew, you, oh. Anyway, an- ah. anyway, anyway, enough of that. Okay, so the original run, actually, this is still going on. It came out in 1998, still going on. So it's pretty it's not bad. Yeah, there's 17 plus volumes. The United States has 17 volumes, and if you look online, which is actually where I did a comparison, you can get all the current episodes, which is up to 18. And the genre actually would be a martial arts. It, it's kind of shonen, but not. It'd be like shonen senin right in the middle. Okay. Now, okay. Now, what is this manga Tenjo Tenge about? If it's about martial arts. I don't know. What is it about? Okay. It takes place in a high school. That's kind of predictable. Most mangas do. Yep. It takes place in Todo Gakin High School, which is this high school which, predictably, is filled with martial artists. Ooh, like, ah. everyone's fighting, usually. It's reminding me a little bit of Furkin High School on crack. For those of you who don't know, Furkin High School is from Ron Mullen Half. But anyway, enough of that. So, the manga introduces the first character, Masataki... Takayanagi, and he's a second year. He is part of the Junkin Club. Now, the Junkin Club is one of the two big main clubs, and they're all about martial arts. And his captain, her name is Maya Natsumi. Interesting thing about Maya, she looks like she's five years old. Okay, or do they have midgets attending school? Mm-hmm. Or is she just a genius? Or no, 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 no. She is a great martial artist. And as you find out at the end of the manga, well, as we said before, there are spoilers. She can change her size. She has a power over her chi, and in order for her to conserve it, now for those who don't know, chi is the physical power that someone uses to do martial arts. Chi or chi? She conserves her chi by staying in the little form, but she's just a little girl. When she turns into her real form, she's tall, busty, and, well, looks damn good. <laughs> and, ne- and next you have the newest inductee to the club, who's introduced her little sister, Aya Natsumi. She's a first year. She's actually more perky than her... S- <laughs> yes. More perky than her sister, and as you can probably guess, Takianagi is in love with her. Okay. Yeah, so currently you have, you know, and she doesn't realize he exists. He's so older than her, and... Is his first girl you mentioned, is she in love with him? Does it create a love triangle or anything? You don't know who she cares about. She's just older in her own little place at this point. Alright. I only read the first manga and compares. I guess, I guess looking like you're five years old has effects on your love life. <laughs> Well, she she doesn't care. She's more martial arts. But then you have the two new characters, who apparently, they're the main characters, which I was like, what? Because usually the first guy you're introduced to is the main character. This wasn't the case. Two characters you have are Soichiro Nagi, first-year student, and his friend Makihara, Bob. Bob. Yes, Bob. And yes, I know, Bob is not an anime character. Bob is aluminum siding salesman or an insurance salesman. Bob is not a high school student who is from Japan who fights martial artists. Okay. Oh, and Bob in this is series... Is Bob, like, middle-aged man who comes and interrupts the martial arts all the time and is like, By the way, if you ever need to sign up for some insurance, come see Bob at Bob's Emporium. No, Bob is black, and he has dreadlocks. 
if he would have dreadlocks. And, and I was watching, black. I was like, yeah, this isn't racist at all. Not one bit. Do they make him a Rastafarian man? I don't know. I I don't know how they have voice him in and if I see him like, oh my god, it's Rasta man. Oh, excuse me. It's not man, it's mon. Okay, but anyway, oh, and uh, you should see Soichiro. He has a, a mixture of Guile's haircut and Michiru from Tekken, I think his name is? Uh, you mean, are you talking about Guile from Street Kodo Fighter? Pro? No, from Street Fighter. Oh, there's a character in Street Fighter named Guile? Yes, blonde hair. Well, this character right, has there. long hair, which is shaped like a V. Well, just so you know, there's a character in Chrono Cross, his name is Guile. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, okay. So this guy has really stupid hair, and apparently he's the main character. That automatically, I was like, <laughs> I want to just be like, fuck this, throw it away. But these guys, they're troublemakers. They're there to cause problems in school. And they're insane form cross with Wolverine. Yes, that's, well, pretty much yes. They're fighting and everything's all cool. And you see one of the guys who's getting beat up is one of the younger club members of the Jukin Club. So they go to Maya crying, saying, these guys are beating us up. And this is the first day of school, so they're going to have a party after school. So Maya comes and she proceeds to beat the hell out of them and knocks Soichiro out a window. Okay. Funny thing, though, is where he lands. In typical anime and manga fashion, he lands in a girl's bathroom while she's changing. Who is changing? Her little sister, Aya. Yes. And he lands on top of her completely naked and very compromising situation. And unlike the norm, she glomps him. Says, oh my god, you're the one I will love for the rest of my life. Eh? Yeah. You wonder what the hell she's on. Twitch, 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 twitch. Yeah, so apparently she has now fallen in love with Soichiro, and hence you have your love triangle. Because Mr. Vegeta, Wolverine Man. <laughs> is the one who, the one I don't like gets the girl, and the one who I do like doesn't get the girl. And, you know, he's, well, anyway. Just like real life. Yes, just like real life, which is so sad. <laughs> so anyway, these guys who are having problems, they're there to just cause problems. They get kicked out of the school, and then they come back the next day, and the one guy, Soichiro, decides to fight with Takayanagi because Takayanagi is supposed to be this awesome fighter, and he's just kind of laid back sitting there eating lunch. And, you know, Soichiro decides to punch him. He blocks him with a pair of chopsticks. It turns out that, yeah, Takayanagi, turns out he is a really cool fighter, but he's very mellow out. Only when he gets pissed off will he really fight. So he's fight. they're fighting, they're sparring, and then he finds out that Aya is in love with Soichiro, and he loses his power, then they just get into a fight, and blah. <laughs> okay. Then blah. Yes, then blah. Just kind of, kind of degenerated, because afterwards you see Bob and a girl in coitus. Or post-coitus, rather. They're having pillow talk. For those of you who don't know what post-coitus is, you're too young to be listening to this. Coitus is a Latin term. Yes, pretty much they just finished having sex, and, well, that actually brings up one point which I'd like to bring up. This manga was released by CMK, and this is one of the most edited mangas I've ever read. I mean, beyond edited, because I went online, I looked up at onemanga.com, personal favorite place, if I can't find a manga in the store, I'll look there to have it scanlation or fan sub. And they've edited so much nudity and sex and other things that it kind of ruins the, the English manga. I mean, it... It's translated okay, but they draw bras where there weren't bras. They cut out scenes which are kind of important. And You're saying they also they drew a full outfit on a girl. Yes, a girl who was being raped. They who was naked, yes. actually. They didn't even do bra and panties. They did just, like, full... Costume. In another scene, they just, they just drew something new. And they took one page, was just full of, all right, let's take one scene from all these pages, from seven pages, and they put them on one page. Like, just all the scenes which they could get away with, it looked retarded. 
I'm reading this like, what the hell? Because I read the original version first. So if you have a chance to read it on OneManga.com, it's a lot better. But anyway, long story short, after the post-coitus thing, turns out there's another club at the school called the Executive Council. <laughs> and they don't like the Jukin Club it for some reason. It sounds like they're in <laughs> Well, they want to get rid of the club members, and they want to get rid of these two guys, Bob and Soichiro, because they've insulted them. So what this guy they hire named Ryuzaki does is he blows up Bob's motorcycle when Bob is at home, and then he proceeds to rape his girlfriend. Not in the CMK version. She just beats her up and ties her up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so all the raping and the other thing, the horrible emotional terror you see is gone. But anyway... Long story short, they end up losing. Aya uses some skill she has called the Dragon's Eye, where she can see the future to try and save Bob and Soichiro, and she gets her ass kicked her sword. She carries a sword. It gets broken. And then the end of the manga is that they join the, the Jukin Club to get revenge, and the one girl, Maya, she gets revenge for them. Okay. She shows how powerful she is. She turns into her adult form and beats the shit out of this guy with a twig. She's like, I don't need to use my sword. This twig will be enough. And the next scene is you see Bob using Capoeira style on someone else. And then you see <laughs> the guy, you see the remains of the last page. You see the bad guy in the ground, two feet underground. Like, they, she knocked him down with that much force. And you have the twig burned into his chest. All right, so why, do you know why Maya goes from a child to an adult? It's a skill to convert her chi. She doesn't have a lot of chi or something. So to save the chi, to not use it, she stays a little child. When she doesn't want to fight, she's a little girl, saves her energy. When she wants to fight, big girl, super strength, kicks ass, goes back to little girl, save energy. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now the art style was actually pretty cool, except for the editing. Like I said, you could see where they added stuff, because the lines are thicker, and just... The CMK version is crap. The one manga version was awesome. The art is great, except for Soichiro's stupid hair. <laughs> it looks like a typical manga style. Yeah, what I saw. Yeah. And the writing style, well, wasn't bad. Like I said, they edited it heavily. Supposedly later, like issue 15, they said, we're going to not edit as much. It's still going to be bad, but not as much. And besides that, well, I have two ratings for this manga. Oh, really? Yeah, two. Two different ratings. One for the CMK version and one for the OneManga.com version. All right, let's hear it. For the OneManga.com, I give it a four. Borrowed from a friend. I mean, the, in her return, unless Albert Faki, it was really entertaining. I enjoyed it. I just, like I said, I didn't like Soichiro as the main character. That's about it. I mean, it seemed interesting. I want to see where it goes further. Am I going to pursue it? Probably not. I have too many manga to read. <laughs> but for right now, it's enjoyable. And the CMK version, I hate to say it. I was like, it's edited so heavily. You could see that it was edited. Compared to other mangas, it's a third of the size smaller. Uh, so it's kind of like, oh, I can't remember the name of the show, Firefly, where they mixed it up and edited yeah. so heavily you don't know what the hell's going on. I would have liked to give it a three. I would have liked to give it a gift from your Aunt Mario, but I'm not giving it a two because it was edited so heavily. I mean, the anime is a lot better. Not as heavily edited. You have a chance to get the anime or look at onemanga.com to read it. So what's that called again? Tenjo Tenge. So Tenjo Tenge from CMK gets a two. Your typical reading material at your local correctional facility or psychiatric institute. This is the first first time manga gets two different reviews. It might not be over. Yeah, maybe later it'll get better. But like I said, if you have a chance to read this manga, read it at onemanga.com. Don't even go to the bookstore to get it. Sorry, CMK. I know you're going under because of everything that's going on, but that's my choice. I'm done. All right, my turn. So... Last week when we spun Scully, I got Gyo. Gyo. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Death Stench Creeps. But did someone throw a fart and 
The author and the artist is Junji Ito, and he lists his influences as H.P. Lovecraft, Kazuo Umezo, who did Drifting Classroom, and this other guy that I didn't bother to write down. <laughs> okay, he likes Umezo and Lovecraft. Yeah, so you can kind of get a feel for how this manga is going to turn out. Was he on acid when he came up with this manga? <laughs> no, it actually does make sense, but it, I don't know. Um, anyways, the original run is 2002-2001. It's published by Viz in the U.S. and Canada, and it's published by Shogakukan in Japan, and it's also published in Malaysia. There are only two volumes. It's a one-shot. I guess you would classify it as shonen. Subcategory would be horror. It'd be a shonen. I'm guessing. Okay. I mean, I couldn't find any other label for it, and I couldn't think of anything that would be more appropriate. Basically a horror manga. Okay, so horror would be, yeah, Sanin or whatever. So anyway, go on. Alright, so the Death Stench Creeps, or Gyo. Gyo! <laughs> I just like saying Gyo, it's interesting. It opens where a character called Tadashi and his girlfriend Kiori are going to Okinawa for a vacation. And it opens with Tadashi going deep sea diving. He's almost attacked by a shark. Something goes whizzing past him that he doesn't see. He gets back on the ship. He's like, oh my god, I almost died. They go back to the hotel room, and Kaori talks about how she has a really sensitive sense of smell and that she wants him to brush his teeth every time before he kisses her because she can't stand his bad breath. And then she goes to take a shower, then she starts smelling some horrible things. And then she's like, go get some air freshener. I'm going to take another shower. And then he comes back and the room, the whole house is filled with the stench. And he finds Kaori passed out on the floor. And something goes whizzing by. He goes, he finds it, and it's fish with legs. What? Yeah, and it smells really bad. It has legs, like human legs? Spider legs? Like spidery bug legs. So he doesn't know what to do with it. He thinks it's a new species. So he bags it, duct tapes it, puts it outside, and smashes it with a rock, thinking, problem solved, going back inside now. So yeah, he goes back inside, you know, they sleep through the night, and then Carrie the next morning is like, I can still smell it. I can still smell it. Wait, it's getting closer. It's here, it's here. And then the bag itself starts floating around and chasing Kaori. And she's running away from it, and then it goes into the ocean. The bag. Yeah, the bag with the thing in it. And then you think, okay, it's all over. But no, as they're by the beach, swarms of these fishy things with legs start coming out, including a shark on a different part of the beach starts chasing people. It has a bigger set of legs. And all these things start coming out of the ocean with legs, and they all give off a hideous stench. People are passing out everywhere and getting infected and whatnot. Infected? What is it, a disease? Oh, I'm, I'm getting to it. So they leave Okinawa and they go back to Tokyo. Meantime, Okinawa and then also Isagaki and Keio are swarming with all these creepy crawly things. So they're going back to Tokyo and then Keori's not feeling so well. He has a fever on and off and then she starts getting really paranoid. And saying, I smell them everywhere! Like one time she makes him go into the closet and look, it's actually a cockroach. And she's like, oh, okay. But then outside, there are tons of them. They start swarming over Tokyo. Kyori gets bitten again, and he ends up bringing her back inside. And then he decides to go pay a visit to his scientist uncle, whose house that they were using for the weekend. Now, his uncle has been a scientist for a very long time. And in the sense that his uncle is the cause for this, isn't he? 
Oh. <laughs> so he goes and talks to his uncle about it, and then at one point he says, okay, Ari doesn't look so good, because they end up having dinner together. His uncle, his uncle's pretty assistant. I think her name's Miss Yoshiyama. I didn't write that down, because I didn't think she'd be important. Yeah, Miss Yoshiyama. Ah, Miss Yoshiyama. So, hey, Miss Yoshiyama. Carrie gets temperamental, you know, storms out. He talks with his uncle about how his grandfather came up with some sort of weird technology, blah, blah, blah. So it's his grandfather's fault. Yeah, he blames it on Sadashi's grandfather. And then he's like, you know, oh, no, you know, Carrie doesn't look so good. He's like, ah, I know, I know, but whatever. So... Gosh, this you you look because when I watch you reading it, you look horrified, and now you look like you're you're having flashbacks reading it. Do you want to just stop now and just kind of like I I can go on. I just I didn't like it, but that's kind besides, of evident. That's that's besides the point. <laughs> you're you're struggling. So Carrie, you have she, to spoil the whole thing. Well, uh, Carrie ends up blowing up with some sort of horrific disease and she's all bloated and she has boils all over her skin and she's emitting the same stench like the gas that things were emitting and basically what you find out is that the fish that were running around are zombie fish <laughs> see the leg contraptions are actually mechanical somebody else is doing it and they feed off the dead there's this germ that powers the little machines that feed off the gases of the dead. And then you come to find out that the germ is made up of dead spirits. Dead spirits. So really what you're looking at are zombie fish, sort of. And then later on it becomes really disgusting because they start running off of people that are all bloated and boiling and they have tubes going in their asses and in their mouths. It's Wait, 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 wait. Does the tube come from their ass to their yeah. mouth? Yeah! No, no, no. There's one in their ass and then, like, a couple in their mouth. It's. Gross. No, I mean, does it go from one to the other? So I, I don't. Shitting in, no, shitting into I the don't think so. <laughs> but, I mean, there are actually people, they picture them, you know, floating around, propelled by their gas from their ass or from their mouth. I mean, it's. So I'm assuming that girlfriend is dead. Girlfriend is dead, dead. And people start off alive powering these things, and then they slowly die and decay. And they the things will still be running around, but just feeding off the decomposing body. So it, uh, I'm glad it was only in one shot. Well, two, two episodes. Well, two, but one shot manga, it doesn't... Yeah. It didn't have any perpetuating story. Oh. Art style... It's realistic, kind of Hanna-Barbera in these drifting clasps rooms. It almost reminds me of Johnny Quest because of the underwater theme of it, except Johnny Quest is kid-appropriate, and this isn't. <laughs> I would compare this again. You like Saw, maybe you might like it. It's kind of a Godzilla-type story. Yes, where a man it's about, you know, creatures from the deep, come and get you. Yeah, where it's our fault that this happens. Right. I actually liked the art style, though. The art style was good. The writing style, there wasn't much to it. Not a whole lot of dialogue. In fact, I went through this the fastest out of anything I've read so far and have reviewed for this show. For best line, not really any best line, just a generalization for you folks. Kaori reminds me a little bit of Ludo from The Labyrinth. Smell bad! Yeah, sounds... Because that's pretty much all she does. It smells! It smells! Hey! Run away! Die! Whatever. <laughs> so, would you read this again? Hell no. Are you going to be able to sleep tonight? 
Yeah, I think I can manage. No I, nightmares like with I'll Sweeney just, Todd. I'll just cuddle my teddy bear or something. So what would you review it? I'm thinking you're gonna give it one, but that's no. I have to be fair. I mean, for what it was, what it was trying to do was actually very well done. I mean, I was reading over Zahn's shoulder for some of Drifting Classroom. That I can understand why he gave it a low rating. This, I'm kind of wavering. If you like this kind of genre, the horror manga genre, then I might have to give it a three, but I'm going to give it like a two. Two, for those of you who don't remember, is... For typical reading material at your local correctional facility or psychiatric institution. I was just horrified by this. I like horror, but I like more Alfred Hitchcock type horror, not slasher flick horror. You like suspense horror instead of monster come to kill you. Yeah, and it was a lot like a slasher flick dialogue with all the screaming and the going on and back and forth. It reminded me even a little bit of Resident Evil. Were there guns? There were guns in it, but that was only after martial law was declared because Tokyo was a ghost town after everyone being affected by this disease. The main character, by the way, managed to make it, and his immune system fought off the disease after being bitten and stung like 10 billion times. Uh, of course the main character would be fine. I've only read one manga where the main character died a horrible death. Okay, so I've had enough horror manga for now, and manga like this, I really want to get something a little bit lighter this week. Well, for the most part, we have a set, well, with the wheel, when we get to the wheel, most of the stuff is essentially porn, so. Oh, goody! Back to boobies. Yeah, so, like mine, which had lots of boobies, and I was very happy with that. Don <laughs> Happy Man this week. Don Happy. Don <laughs> Not Destroy Human Race. But anyway, now on to news. No news, really, because AX comes out in three weeks, Anime Expo. That's where we're learning all the new anime stuff. And for us manga aficionado, that is going to be for Comic-Con, which is at the end of July. Hi. Besides that, some people are thinking that with Pop going down... Yeah. The whole of manga has degenerated terribly, and because it's actually widely available, that it's catering to the lowest common denominator. But I think this person's just being an elitist fascist. Yeah. Pretty uh, much. I mean, so what if you don't have to search long and hard to get manga or anime anymore? The hunt for anime and manga is good, but... But it's not what makes it all up. I mean, in Japan, people don't have to hunt for it, and it survives just fine. Yeah. I really I really don't like to see you know, self-proclaimed anime or manga aficionados start bashing the current genres because you also end up bashing so many newbies and so many people who actually love it or could love it. Yeah. It's just stupid. It's like you want to make it an exclusive club. I don't like it at all. Yeah, well... So for all you newbies, don't let people like that bug you. Yes, we, we don't discriminate. Not at all. Much. <laughs> but... Well, not much. <laughs> but anyway... But uh, we have nothing against newbies. Yep. Anyway, um, nothing much with... Because like I said, we updated our website. So we now have a section for the polls of the month. Please, if you want to vote, we have until the end of the month. That's when we're going to finish it. The end of June is when this poll is done. And remember, it's who's the most violent manga female to her boyfriend, significant other, or spouse. What's that website name again? Spirekin.podbean.com. That's right. And also, for those of you who don't remember, the other thing we have is we're having people vote to see what we're going to do on episode 10. Hooray! 10th episode. Yep. A round table. And so far, we have a couple of candidates for our round table besides us. We have the infamous T-Bone, who he wants to change his name. But anyway, Wolf, maybe. I don't know. We don't know if he wants to join in, maybe. T-Bone is not allowed to change his name. Arr, 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 arr. Yep. Tess, maybe. 
Emma might. Oh, really? Emma, but that's only if we do a cutie episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, okay, for those, just to remind you guys what we have voting, here's what you can vote for for episode 10 for us to do our round table on. It's part one, mind you. We're going to do a two parts for this. Press one if you'd like to vote for Ron the One Half. Press two if you'd like to vote for Love Hina. Press three if you'd like to vote for Berserk. Press four if you'd like to vote for the entire Clamp universe. Press five if you'd like to vote for Great Teacher Onizuka or GTO. Press six if you'd like to vote for Sailor Moon. Press seven if you'd like to vote for... Shit, what was seven? <laughs> you'd like to vote for shit? No, what was seven? Press... What was it, seven? Press seven if you'd like to vote for... Uh, we'll keep it in. Genshiken. Press zero if you think Mason's voice is very, very sexy. Yes. And uh, well, press the pound key if you don't know what the hell we're talking about. Eight, nine, and ten is... Those are mystery ones. One is a mystery shonen. Two is a mystery shoujo. Are we already going to do a clamp? No, I did clamp. Clamp was number two. Oh, press you did? Two okay. And the third one, the mystery one of the third, is a Josie. All right. A bad Josie, too. Oh, God. We're talking Harlequin-style Josie. No. We're horrible. Well, it might be good. We don't know. Horrible. But anyway, as we said, just send us your votes. The current winner right now actually is for... Oh, and Death Note was... We forgot Death Note. Death Note was... Oh, yes. Also Death Note. Death Note was prize. So we only have two, the Josie and the Shoujo. But... Right now, the current one leading is Death Note. Okay, but anyway, now on to the part you've all been waiting for. The Wheel of Manga! And as usual, for those who don't know, we spin the Wheel of Manga and whatever it dictates. We will read for next week. Hey, son, as usual. And the answer is number eight. And eight. Bitter Virgin. Ah, Bitter Virgin. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Well, at least it's not horror. Yeah. And now for me. Number one. Tale of the Moon. Ah, Tale of the Moon. I have no idea what this is about. And again, it might be interesting. It might be horrible. We don't know. And <laughs> watch the same thing. It's just a different title. Ah! That would be creepy if we got two things that was the same title. It's just different. Kind of like that thing that was on MTV, the movie, where it was the 70s, and the guy who played Hyde on that 70s show couldn't get out of the disco room. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember that. Kind of. Maybe. Then he just lays down and accepts it. Okay, I'll do the disco. <laughs> that is sad. Uh, well, well, anyway, I think that's about it. And as you notice, we actually broadcast early this week. Hooray! It's because, due to work schedules, we mm. had to ship. But next week we'll be up to our usual releasing on Wednesday, I think. Maybe. We think. Well, we'll see. Well, as usual, I'm Zan. And I'm Mason. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and any complaints, questions, you can address us at spirican.podbean.com. Or you can send us an email at spirican at gmail.com. Or you can friend us at myspace.com forward slash spirican. Or friendster. Or friendster. Or, or some other website. Yes, like... We have so many things now. But just look us up on iTunes or wherever. Just leave us some comments so we know that we have fans. And to our winner of last week's contest, we have mailed you your Pocky. Should be in, hopefully, unfortunately, you are financed. We kind of mailed it. The cheap, not that cheap, but kind of, you know. 
so it might come in in about a week. So hopefully the Pocky's still in good condition. But the thought was there. Yeah, send us <laughs> send us when you get it, so we know it got there okay. All right. Well, as you said, have a good night, everybody. Those you don't know, opening theme is for Dora Cruz Chan, and this is from Tango Tango.